Welcome to the Path to Podcast Success. My name is Evan Johnson, and I want to share with you how to develop and maintain a successful podcast. My guests and I will discuss all things podcasting and how your podcast can become an essential part of your business. That means more revenue, better relationships with your audience, and so much more. If you haven't already, check out our website at ipodcastedit.com and enter your email address to get each episode delivered directly to your inbox, along with some other free information I'm sure you'll find useful. Get ready to turn on your mic and join me on the path to podcast success. All right, everybody, in this episode of the Path to Podcast Success, Randy Wilburn, uh, the host of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast and others, discusses why anyone and everyone should have a podcast, whether you should have a podcast with a business or just for fun, or maybe both, why you need to just start even if it isn't perfect, and so much more. Randy is a consultant, he's a trainer, speaker, podcaster, and one of his main podcasts is Encourage, Build, Grow, along with, of course, the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. Um, Encourage, Build, Grow is associated with a firm that he created to provide leadership, career, personal development, and interpersonal communication skills for the architecture and engineering industry. He's always been really excited about helping people, and that certainly translates onto the show today because he delivered lots of fantastic value. And I really encourage you to share this podcast episode with as many people as you can so more and more people can have their own podcast because like we talked about, anyone and everyone should have a podcast. So thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you enjoy. Okay, Randy, thank you so much for being a part of the show. I've been uh, looking forward to our interview. Yeah, absolutely, Evan. Thank you so much. I think between me getting sick and you getting sick, we you know we had some crazy stuff going on, but uh, we finally got this together. Yeah, and now now it's happening, and that's what matters. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, I like to start off in the same place uh, with all all of my guests, and that is, what was your biggest fear of podcasting when you first started, and did that fear actually end up coming true? You know, that's a great question. And I I think it's a question that all podcasters should ask themselves about what their biggest fear is. But honestly, my biggest fear was that no one was going to listen to what I had to say, Mm -hmm. that that it wasn't going to resonate with anybody. And I think that um, I quickly got over that because I've been doing podcasting for a while now. But I think I, 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 I came to a realization that, A, I'm never going to speak to everybody, Mm -hmm. but I am going to speak to somebody. Now, depending on who that somebody is, is a, it depends on how well I position my podcast, how well I describe what it's about, how well I describe or in my mind come up with the prototypical avatar for my audience and then, and then pretend like I'm always talking to them. Because my podcast isn't for everyone, just like your podcast isn't for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think too often people getting into podcasting have this idea that, well, if everybody doesn't listen, then I stink. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah. So as you, so it sounds like, you know, you started your podcast despite having that fear of um, not getting all of those listens. Um, over time, it sounds like you've got some listens and things are going well. 
I know some people too get freaked out when right when they start their podcast, they don't have all, have all these listens. So how long have you been podcasting and how has your listenership grown over time? So I think my situation is a little unique compared to somebody that's just starting out in podcasting and only has one show. I've had at, at current, at, at, as of the current date, I've had five different podcasts. three of which are still alive right now. Um, I had a podcast for an organization, a company that I was a part of. Um, I created a podcast here for Northwest Arkansas. And I also recently created a podcast for my new company, Encourage, Build, Grow. So I have several podcasts going on at once, primarily two that I'm working on. And I'll just tell you the story of um, I Am Northwest Arkansas, which is essentially a location-based podcast focusing on everything about business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life here in Northwest Arkansas, which is where I live. I physically live in Fayetteville with my family, and I'm right right down the street from the um, University of Arkansas. I'm about 20 minutes down the road from Walmart and Tyson and J.B. Hunt and all these Fortune 50 and Fortune 500 companies. So I'm kind of in a really unique place, and I decided that I wanted to create a podcast about this area in Northwest Arkansas. And so that's what I did. And to answer your question specifically with regard to this particular podcast, all my other podcasts, I've had thousands upon thousands of downloads. This podcast is brand new. I've been in it in it for about a month now. And I probably have about maybe 1,500 downloads in about a month. I've published 15 episodes in the last month. It's a, it's a once a week podcast, but I wanted to come out of the gate, which is a big thing that's important for brand new people podcasting. You want to get several episodes under your belt when first starting out or else you're going to run into a problem of, oh my God, I got to create another podcast. Oh my God, each week, it come, every week comes. The last time I checked, every, every week there's a Monday, every week there's a Tuesday. So time is going to move on you. And I think it's important for people to have a plan in place. So with this particular podcast, I started out with almost 10 episodes right out of the gate. Oh, wow. And then each week, yeah, and then each week I've been putting out a new episode and I'm getting a nice bit of listenership. And the thing that I always tell people about listenership and and it's something that I've heard from other people that do podcasting is that every good download is a listener. Think of it as an audience of one. So, if I get 150 people that download my episode every Monday at noon when it comes out, and that's 150 people that essentially I'm standing in front of sharing this information with. And as it grows, I, you know, we'll let it do what it does. So I don't sit around worrying about, you know, how many people I have. But, the, you know, from a metric standpoint, I, I, you know, I do keep track of it, but I don't let it consume me. I actually enjoy doing podcasts. Yeah. And I think that's, that's what real, a real podcaster, if they do that, they they will not be worried about oh my god how many downloads did I get this week versus last week and well nobody liked that episode but maybe they liked this episode just do the podcast and don't obsess about the numbers at least at least at the start just if you enjoy what you're doing I I legitimately love podcasting it's it's like a hobby of mine but I do it you know from a professional standpoint as well and I just enjoy it I just enjoy doing it. Well, that's amazing. I mean, having all of those podcasts, and it kind of sounds like I Am Northwest Arkansas is like your passion uh, podcast. 
It is. It really is my passion podcast. So it is the one that I'm doing right now that I spend a lot of time on. But then I also have another podcast for my business, which I have been kind of slow to fully develop, but I know where I'm going with it. And I've created an editorial calendar. It's just a matter of me recording several episodes to get up to speed, but it's already out. But the I Am Northwest Arkansas has kind of taken on a life of its own. And uh, I'm going to continue to develop that one. Yeah. So you mentioned something about how, you know, you have these podcasts and you, there it's like you, you enjoy it and you love podcasting, but it's also something that you do, like you work on like professionally, right? It is working in conjunction with um, a business of some sort. Let's dive into that. Your uh, I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast, is that related to a business of some kind or an income stream or is that focused mainly on your other podcast? No. So that's essentially just a location-based podcast for Northwest Arkansas. The goal of this podcast really was when I moved here, I didn't have a podcast to listen to. And I'm a big podcast fan. So I didn't have anything to listen to to learn about this area. And so I decided that, you know what, I'm going to create a podcast that um, shares information about this area and you know, gives people a glimpse of what Northwest Arkansas is all about. There's so much going on here, but, you know, unless you read, uh, unless you, you know, you connect with a lot of people, you may not be uh, well-versed on what's happening in this area. So I just created the podcast to be able to be a resource to people, people moving to Northwest Arkansas and people that already live in Northwest Arkansas. And right now I'm not deriving an income from it. At some point in time, I will turn on the spigot and maybe do some sponsorships. Mm-hmm. But for right now, it's just a labor of love. It's something I enjoy doing. And I'll be honest with you, the thing that I really enjoy the most about this podcast is that I get to meet some great people. And so that has served as a connector of sorts for me. So instead of just saying, hey, let's go grab some coffee, let's do a podcast. Mm-hmm. And we'll see where it goes from there. And that's really what I've been able to do. And I've met with some great people. I I interviewed the Dean of the Sam Walton School of Business at the University of Arkansas. I've interviewed people from Crystal Bridges, which is our top museum here in Northwest Arkansas. Uh, I've interviewed people that are, um, have a real big role in growing the downtown areas of the four major towns that are part of Northwest Arkansas. And that's Fayetteville, Springdale, Rogers, and Bentonville. So I've had a chance to connect with some really cool people, people that are movers and shakers in their fields, uh, in their respective fields, and they have opened up the doors for me to connect with other people. So I've actually got business out of creating this podcast. And, you know, I don't don't know where it's going to take me, but we'll see. I'm just having fun with it. Yeah. So even though right now it's not connected to a business or like an income stream, it sounds like it's still a, an amazing podcast that's provided you with a lot of benefits because some people, when they think about starting a podcast, they, they always goes on the back burner because you know, it doesn't make them any money or it doesn't seem like something that would really make a difference, but whether it's for business or for a personal reason, you know, for fun, um, it's going to provide you with benefits. It sounds like, I mean, meeting, you met all of those people, and it's just exciting. So that's awesome. Yeah, it is. I appreciate that. But I, my newsflash for your listeners and your audience, and this is what I tell people all the time, is that mm-hmm. you may never make a dime on podcasting. If you love it, though, it, it has a, a way of, of paying you back. Yeah. And 
like I said, I don't know what will happen with this podcast. I just feel like in my in my mind, I see myself creating 500 episodes or more over the next few years. Um, I have a friend that has a podcast that's very similar to mine. It's a location-based podcast. Um, his name is Chris Hollifield, and he runs I Am Salt Lake. Mm. And I Am Salt Lake, has he's been doing it since 2012. It's been a labor of love for him. And I, Chris is a, is a really good guy. And, you know, we, he and I talk about this kind of stuff all the time. You just have to decide that it's something that you really want to do. And then just go out and do it. If, if, if it ultimately takes on a life of its own, if you're able to generate T-shirts from it, you know, maybe sell some products, have some sponsors, great. If not, you know, just have fun doing what you're doing. And, you know, the rest will work itself out. Yeah. So, you know, we talked a lot about listeners earlier. And I'm curious, what did you do um, since it's not part of like a business did you do, what did you do, if anything, uh, in the, in the launch process besides release with so many episodes, like, did you have any system in place where it was like a big launch sequence or did you just kind of record the episodes and then publish and then you were done? That's a great question. So I'll tell you what I did and it's a hack that I learned from Pat Flynn. And essentially what I did was I connected with local people in my area that had really large Facebook groups. Mm -hmm. And I, I connected with one Facebook group that had over 19,000 people that were just in my area in Northwest Arkansas. I interviewed the founder of that Facebook group and she was happy to be on the podcast and she was happy to share the podcast with her audience. Mm -hmm. So I picked up listeners from that. But every person that I have interviewed, I have tapped into their social media group. So it's not just what Randy can bring to the table. Once I interview you, for instance, I would say, okay, I want your, I want, uh, can you connect me with all the people on your Instagram, on your Facebook, you know, page, anything that you could share with me to push out whatever episode that we do together, I'm going to ask for that. And I've never been turned down and I've actually connected with some large or organizations that have thousands of thousands upon thousands of people on their either email list or their uh, social media profiles, and they have shared that information out. So, you know, we'll see how it grows, but that's how I did it. I didn't have a huge email list. I've actually been building my email list in tandem with this new podcast, but my focus was just going from person to person saying, hey, I'd like to do a podcast with you. Um, I'd also like to ask you a favor I'd love for you to share it out with your audience once we're through and we have it done. And I, you know, I'm pretty good. It's not my first rodeo. So my podcasting techniques are pretty good. I, I, I edit and do my own podcasting right now, but I will be soon turning it back over to an editor to do. But the bottom line is I think I put out a pretty good product. I've been told people listen to it. They like it. It has a high audio quality. So, you know, I'm just going to continue to do that. And that's like the big hurdle. If you can get overcome that, then the rest of it will work itself out. So you said you mentioned something about how you're currently doing it all yourself and you're eventually going to turn it back over to an editor. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about that. What, um, what has been your experience up to this point? You said um, it, it sounded like you used to have an editor or have you, mm -hmm. have you had any experience with that or kind of fill me in on what, what that whole experience has been like? Absolutely. So I have used an editor who I still use. I just don't use him for this podcast, but I have an editor. Um, his name is Joel Sharpton. He's amazing. He's from Pro Podcasting Services. I use him quite a bit. 
I also have an editor that I was connected with that's in the Philippines that I use. He's very inexpensive. Um, and it just depends on what your needs are. Um, Joel was so good at what he's done from an editing perspective. And he taught me a lot about editing. And I took some of the skills that he taught me because I wanted to kind of bootstrap this I Am Northwest Arkansas. I did it all myself. So I do all the editing on my iPad with Ferrite, F-E-R-R-I-T-E, which is the software that I use on my iPad Pro. Mm -hmm. I then upload it to Auphonic, A-U-P-H-O-N-I-C. .au is the website for Auphonic, which really mixes it down and makes it sound really good. And then I upload it to Libsyn, which most people know about, but Libsyn is a great hosting provider for podcasting. And I've been using Libsyn for years. Rob Walsh, who's a VP over there at Libsyn, is amazing. And, you know, and again, I'm, I'm just listing what I use. There are so many different options out there. Of course, you can go the anchor route. Um, you could, you know, set your podcast up on Spreaker or Podbean. I mean, there's so many different solutions out there. Go with whatever makes it work for you. I was just kind of outlining the program that I use, but I use that program religiously. And the beautiful piece of it is that I don't even have to use GarageBand on my on my uh, Apple computer anymore. I just go right to my iPad Pro and use Ferrite, and I do all the mixing and everything on there. I upload it to the cloud, and then from the cloud, I pull it down into the its respective places. And literally, once I've recorded a podcast and edited it, and I've created the final product, and I upload it to the to the cloud. Everything from there is just me logging into a simple system to transfer it and do the editing and clean it up and uh, do the sound editing rather, and then make it ready for general consumption and then pushing it up to Libsyn so that it can go out at its at its respective time. So yeah. that's the process. I know it sounds like a lot, but it's really, I mean, honestly, it takes me all of 10 minutes to, once I've edited the, the actual podcast episode, it takes me 10 minutes to do the rest of what I just described. Yeah. How long do you think you spend a week just total, including your audio editing on the podcast? So are you, are you also including the time that I might spend interviewing somebody? Because I interview the way that I interview and I, and I know I saw your schedule. So you, you kind of catch people as they can and they, they enter their availability on your, on your calendar and then you, you interview. So I don't know how many podcasts you're doing today, but for me, I might do two or three podcasts a week recordings and then I put them in a hopper. So I have all these podcasts recorded. So I have 15 that are live, but I have a, probably another 15 that are done because I try to batch and then I try to batch process them, which is the ideal way to do it. That's the way John Lee Dumas did it when he did his uh, Entrepreneur on Fire. That's the way Pat Flynn does his podcasting. All really good podcasters try to batch produce it. Otherwise, you're just here and there and you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off. But batch producing makes all the difference in the world. So I try to batch produce as many as I can at one time. So I may sit down for four or five hours and batch produce five or six episodes. But to answer your question, from start to finish, it probably takes me an hour to, to do everything. Mm -hmm. And that's like even listening to uh, a recording that I did. So say I did a 40-minute recording. I could listen to that, edit it, be done with it, and then transfer it. Uh, and send it off and get get it ready to go and 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 I could do most of that in about an hour maybe hour and a half tops if it's longer yeah. than 40 minutes so how um and this th I like to ask this question because it varies a lot from person to person how specific are you and how 
I don't, I don't know the right word. How um, intense are you with your audio editing? Do you cut out like every extra um or ah or silence or do you leave it mostly natural? That's a really good question. I mean, you know, I listen to other podcasts to see how how curated they are, if you will. And, yeah. you know, you have some podcasters that cut out everything. When you know that people, that people's speech, people have ums and ahs and like and you know, and I get that. And even I, I mean, I, I'm a public speaker and I speak a lot. And even I make mistakes. So I try to cut out the, the, the things that are just ridiculously obvious. But outside of that, if it's just a natural conversation, um, I will, like, for instance, just that um right there. You know, I would edit that out in some instances. But for the most part, I'm going to leave some of them in there just for the flow. And I also don't want to over edit something. And there is such a thing as over editing a podcast. Yeah. And you don't want to do that because you want it to sound like, I mean, I mean, to me, like I tell people all the time, when you're listening to a podcast, it should sound like you're eavesdropping on two people having a conversation. If it's an interview style like this, right? Yeah. So anybody listening to us should be able to just pretend like they're eavesdropping and listening to what we say. We're not going to heavily edit that. This is a good, you know, general, natural conversation. And, and you want to capture the essence of that because that's what people listen for. But I get it. There are certain types of podcasts that require a lot more editing than others. And I'm not doing like a show where there's all these intro and outros. I have an intro. I have an outro. It's, it's already set. I don't create anything new each time, but it just depends. I mean, nowadays I'm starting to think about creating like a quick intro to like tease an episode and then go into the normal intro that's already pre pre-done and then go into the show itself. So, you know, it just depends on the situation, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't over index on the editing side, just making sure to me, the sound is the most important thing. If you yeah. get the sound right, people will forgive the ums and the ahs. If you're, if your content is good and that's the other thing, I'm a pretty good interviewer. And I really take the time to prepare for my interviews. So I feel very confident about the product that I'm putting out there. So I'll let some ums and ahs stay. I'll, you know, I, I don't want to take away from that when doing it. And I know that's a long-winded answer for your question. But I do, I, I, I'm saying all that to tell people that it's okay to have some ums and ahs in your podcast. And that over time, you'll find your natural voice and you'll find that you're even better at doing your side of the podcast than, than maybe your guest. So you may end up editing your guests more than you edit yourself. And, you know, you kind of go from there. As long as the sound quality itself is good, it's just a natural conversation. I like that view, uh, that, um, that uh, imaging there with, uh, it's like you're listening. It's like you're eavesdro eavesdropping on two people yeah. having a conversation. That's really exactly yeah. what it is. And it is. I really, when I'm listening through and editing a podcast episode, if it's something that I don't really catch or think of, uh, think twice about, I usually won't edit it out. Like if right. I'm listening, but if so there are times when I'm listening through and I will catch something like, well, that's weirdly loud or long, um, or that person stammered more than usual, or that was a weirdly right. long pause, you know, those I will fix. But if I'm listening and I don't even register that there was an, um, then no one else is going to register it either. So there's no point yeah. in editing it out. So yeah yeah and, and what 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 you know what you know as truth and what most people that are starting a podcast will learn is that you are your you are a tougher critic on yourself than the average listener will be 
So just keep that in mind. But you're right. Like, like any stammer, if I hear a stammer, I'm cutting it out. Unless I just can't because of the way the audio was done, I'm cutting it out, which is also another reason why if you can record in audio, you can record on separate tracks because then that way you can isolate the sound. So like if I cough and I'm on a separate track than where you are, you can isolate that sound so you can cut out that cough without messing up the overall tenor of the recording. Yeah. So, yeah. Something else too that I had I have been thinking about while listening to you is you've mentioned that you started you've had a lot of podcasts over time. Mm-hmm. So that means I assume that up till now with your I am uh, Northwest Arkansas podcast, your process has improved. What is something that you regret that maybe you had done at the beginning of your process in previous podcasts and that you had fixed? in your I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast, meaning for someone who's new at podcasting, what would be something that you wish you had known, I guess is what I'm trying to ask. Well, okay. First thing is when you're, when you are on a podcast, if you want to kind of come across as if you're excited on the podcast, figure out a way to smile when you're delivering your information. Even if you're in a room, you know, doing a, a, a voiceover. You want to be able to smile and you want to project your voice. I think anyone that's doing a podcast and is seriously considering doing this on a regular basis should take some voice lessons. When you learn how to breathe from your diaphragm below your, below your, your lungs there and you learn how to hold your breath sometimes when necessary so that you don't necessarily hear people breathing when they're talking that will go a long way with creating an identity for your voice. So voice lessons are really important. You should listen to yourself talk all the time. I record myself talking all the time so that I can get better and improve in areas that I need to improve in. We should be consistently improving as podcasters. And because we record these all the time, there's really no excuse not to go back and listen. Don't don't make the first listen of a podcast episode be once it's already released, you should be listening to it, going over it, listening to your voice, checking off areas where you can improve, and then going through and correcting that, and, and then going from there and, and, and growing as a podcaster. I mean, it's not rocket science, but you know, people don't want to put in the work to, that, that is sometimes is required to really make the best impression. Now, if you have an editor, would you still recommend, it sounds like it'd still be a good idea to go listen through um, at some point to the process. Because if you have an editor, you know, then there, you may think um, that there's no reason to take the time and listen through if you're not editing it yourself. But it sounds like it'd still be a good idea to be able to improve your interviewing and uh, your voice and speech patterns and such. Well, yeah. And it also depends. All editors are not created equal. Some editors just edit for sound, so they're not necessarily going through and they're, they're not curating the editorial content of what you're sharing, right? Or if they listen to something, they say, that doesn't sound right, or I need to cut out that section because it's two disjointed ideas or something like that. So it depends on the type of editor that you have. So somebody like a Joel Sharpton that I described from Pro Podcasting Services, he would you know, listen to it. And if something didn't sound right, he's going to ask me right away, hey, at this point, what did you want me to do here? Because this is what I'm hearing and this is what it should be. Then some people are just going to edit it for sound and you're not going to get that feedback. So 
you need to ask your editor, how will you edit my podcast? Is it just the ums and the ahs and the likes and the you knows? Are you just going to cut those out? Or are you going to listen for content as well and maybe make some recommendations about things that don't necessarily flow? But with all that said, you as the podcast creator should probably listen to it as well because you'll catch it once you've done a recording. So like whenever I do a recording, I go back and listen to it right away so that I can then get ready to edit it. I try to listen to it twice. I recorded it, I listened to it once, and then I go and edit it. Because once I've listened to it once, if I go back and edit it, the editing is much faster because I've already listened to it. So it just helps me through that process. So that's interesting. So you, so you listen through once without making any changes and then go back and, and edit again? Exactly. Yeah, and most of the times I'm doing that because I'm trying to take notes for my show notes, right? So I want to take notes so that I can write my show notes up, not talking about the transcript, but just the show notes, because I want to have some little brief paragraph or two about the actual podcast episode. So I'll listen to it, take my notes, because usually when I'm in a podcast interview or style format, I'm listening to you. So I'm not, I'm not writing anything down. I might take a note or two, but my focus is on what you're saying. So I want to take it all in, because I can always listen to it again and just write it down. Yeah. That's why I tell people, podcasting is a lot of work because if I record somebody for 45 minutes, then that means then I stop what I'm doing and I go back and listen to that 45 minute, you know, podcast. I take some notes. I create my show notes from that and anything else, mental notes I need to make or, Hey, at, at, at second at 25 minutes and 43 seconds, you need to cut out that cough or whatever. I make those notes so that when I go back to edit, I can just go through and listen I'm ready to go. I'm starting to chop it up. I've got my intro. I've got the main body of the podcast. And then I just go through and listen to it and then make the edits that I need to make. And they, they're happening that much faster. And then you just kind of go from there. You said you mentioned something when you're talking about your show notes, you said not the transcript. Do you have a combination of you have, like you said, a paragraph or two about the episode and do you have a full transcript as well? So I'm glad you asked that. I've just started doing that. I do have a transcript for every podcast episode that I've done. I have not uploaded the transcript for the IN Northwest Arkansas one yet. I am going to be doing that in the near future. I just created a new site because I wanted to launch this podcast and I just put it out there. And I do have a site that I'm working on to just update some things. But part of that update will be that each post will have its own transcript. But I do already have a transcript culled and put together. I just need to post it. And that will be a Word document that I will then cut and paste and put in a, in a Word, in a page on the Word website that will re be referenced within the actual show notes itself so that you'll okay. see that in there. And there's a way, there's a couple of really good um, plugins that allow you to basically uh, squeeze, to take a Word document, cut and paste it into a little plugin that then acts it'll ha it'll say show notes and then you click on that and it just opens up within the actual show notes itself on that 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 entry in your if you're using wordpress on that entry that wordpress entry it'll it'll expand and you'll see all the show notes right there so that when google is crawling your site not only is it crawling your site for all your information in the show notes but it's also grabbing the details and data from the transcripts as well which we mm -hmm. all know is, you know, some, that's a benefit 
when it when it comes to the Google bots that crawl sites and and posts that you put out there. Yeah. So, what? Um, I assume you don't go through and write the whole transcript yourself. What is there? What uh, is there a service you use, or how do you get a a good quality transcript? So I do one of two things. I either use Otter on my phone. So I'll have this recording when I'm doing the podcast. And it's an app called Otter, O-T-T-E-R dot A-I. That app is artificial intelligence. It records and creates a transcript all in the same process. I then take that transcript and create a Word document from there. And then I upload it. There is another process called Trent. T-R-I-N-T, that allows you to upload the audio. Trent will listen to the audio, create the transcript, and then send it to you. And, and there's another one, too. Um, there's two that I've recently started playing with. And I would encourage people to try these different uh, artificial intelligence app applications that will create transcripts for you. And then go through and maybe either hire someone or you go through and clean up whatever needs to be cleaned up. And generally, these the AI it nowadays is getting catching about 85 to 90% accuracy. So you just have to clean up about 10% of the, the transcript and then you go ahead and upload it. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Because I know that one problem with transcripts, um, if you have uh, an AI just recording it and then transcribing it exactly how it is, is that right. then it catches all of like the the stammers and ums and uh, repeated words and things like that, you know, and cause an AI, I mean, sometimes it can catch those kinds of things, but in my experience, usually it just transcribes the whole recording exactly as is, but people's, uh, our our speech when we're talking is not the same as what we write. So, you know, and you can tell, so do you go through and clean it up and then have it um, written as if it had been written, not spoken? Or do you, how, how exact are you with, with that? No, I, I do it as if it's spoken, not written. So I want it to be more natural. I don't go in it because it, it's, it's a lot of work. And listen, I'm not, I'm not NPR and I'm not trying to create that type of transcript, but I am trying to create a transcript that should you have the need to pull out my transcript, you can follow along and listen to it and it will it, you, and read it and it will make sense to you. And you won't feel like, oh, this is crap. You know, that, that, you know this is, yeah. there's so many mistakes in here. It's not that kind of party. But I also don't go in and recreate a transcript from scratch to, to, to rewrite it in a format that's more pleasing to a reading eye. You know when you're reading a transcript that the, this is, I'm reading basically the transcript of a communication between two people or a monologue or whatever. So, yeah. And I know that there are services out there where it's real people listening through and transcribing, but I know those are a lot more expensive than the, yeah, uh, those are, those are, yeah, those are, those are, so you're going to end up paying anywhere between 10 and 35 cents a minute for that type, for, for any type of transcription, whether it's AI or whatever. So Otter, I use the free Otter app and I get 600 minutes. If you pay 999 I believe you get 6000 minutes. So it depends on how much you need it. 600 minutes is plenty for me cuz that's that's I mean that's four episodes in a month. After that it's going to reset so every month you get 600 new minutes. And then it saves that information in a database and you have access to it. And you can share it with people via email or if you had somebody that you were paying to clean up your transcripts 
that were going to listen to the audio and then have the transcript in front of them so that they could totally clean it up, you can email it to them through most of these apps and they do that nice and neat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Cause I know that, uh, and we met through the, um, Pat Flynn's, uh, amped up podcasting course, Facebook right, group. Exactly. And exactly. I remember that he, Pat Flynn specifically talked about, um, adding a transcript to your show notes because like you said, um, honestly, mostly my main reason for starting a transcript would really be for the Google, um, the search, um, SEO and all that kind of stuff because right. um, chances are people probably won't go on and read through the transcript because the whole point of a podcast is so you can listen to it while you're driving or things like that. Um, right. It's nice to have if someone does want to follow uh, follow along, then it's there for them. Um, and that's another reason why it may not need to be highly polished like it's like it was written from scratch because they're listening and if they follow along with exactly what they're listening, then honestly, the less uh, changes, the better, because if it's, com- if it's too edited, then it'll probably flow a little bit differently than the audio. Absolutely. So, and Absolutely. then no, on top of right. that, of course, the Google, you know. Yeah. The, 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 the Google effect, the link juice, whatever you want to call it, you've got to make sure that you're putting as much information as possible out there because you don't know how the websites are crawling and the, and the, and Google is changing a lot. Their algorithm is changing. There's a lot of changes that are on the, on the, uh, that are taking place right now. So you want to put out as much, and I would always err on the side of putting out as much relevant information as possible that supports what you're doing on your podcast, because when you do that together, it's going to, it's going to make it really nice. And then I just know that Pat just posted something today uh, the day that we're recording this, that Google is now keeping track of people who have like a smart player or something like that on their web page for their podcast. Google is also indexing the smart player now as well. Which oh, wow. Is cool. okay. yeah. yeah, which is really cool. So, something I just remembered to ask too what were those plugins? Like, do, do you know what the plugins were that when you uh, on your WordPress uh, site to be able to add? Um, like a little window in your show notes page to expand the uh, transcripts. I can look it up while you're talking to me, but uh, that's, yeah, that's there is a, yeah, that, that's it. yeah, there is. I can give you the name of it, but you can probably put it in um, put it in the show notes. So yeah, uh, no, that's fine. I can no matter what. Um, you don't have to uh, spend time looking it up now if you don't want to. I, I'll no matter what, I'll have it in the uh, in the show notes, um, and I also will probably use it myself um, because I think that adding a transcript is a fantastic idea. It is. It really is. I'm telling you, it makes all the difference in the world. And I would even, even if you were, I would say that you're even something is better than nothing. Even if you, excuse me, even if you just take the raw transcript and put it out there, you're better off doing that for right now until you can, and then just tell people, this is the raw transcript unedited from the podcast. Yeah. Um, stay tuned and come back later for there will be an edited version that's up up there. You go from there. And then as you get time, you get these things edited and then you post them. You just cut and paste and swap them out and put them up there. 
But then that way you have it. I mean, you know, everybody can't afford to have a team like a Pat Flynn does. I mean, Pat's a great guy. and He's got a team of people that, you know, you and I, I mean, we're just regular dudes here trying to do this. And, you know, we might rely on a virtual assistant to help us out. But in a lot of instances, it's you doing it or me doing it. So or anybody listening to this podcast, it's them doing it. So you have to take the time and come up with a work plan that makes sense for you. And as you grow and as you can afford to do more things with the transcript and more other aspects and, and, and do more things with your podcast as a whole, then you can add more people that can help you out with that. So you just yeah. got to start somewhere, you know, and I, I think, you know, if you put too much out there on people, then they get, it gets overwhelming and they're like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. I'll screw this podcasting stuff. It's too much work because, yeah. you know, you and I both know it's a lot of work. Yeah, But if you can just get the basics done and get your episode out there, whether it's 10 minutes or, you know, 50 minutes, get, just get your podcast done and just push it out. The world is waiting for what you have to say. You might not think it, but there's somebody else out there that's waiting for you to share an encouraging word or some instruction or guidance or wisdom or knowledge that's going to change their life. And they're just waiting for you to share that. So if you're sitting around obsessing about perfection, you're going to screw it up. Don't worry about it. Just get it out there, ship it, and then continue to refine the process. Yeah, yeah. Po episode 100 is not going to be the same as episode 10. Exactly. Thank you. That's, that's, that's the point that I try to make all the time. So, yeah, yeah that's absolutely correct. That's absolutely correct. So... so as we kind of wrap up the podcast, I like to end with the same question. And that is um, for those listeners out there. And I know there are definitely some who are unsure about whether or not a podcast is right for them, whether it's in conjunction with the business or if it's just a passion project, like your, I am a Northwest Arkansas podcast. Um, what would your number one tip be for them? So I think that, um, First of all, I think anyone and everyone nowadays should start consider starting a podcast or doing one. If they already have it, then that's great. Get it out there. Um, use the platform that works the best for you. Because I hear people knock SoundCloud. I hear people knock uh, Anchor and others. Uh, use whatever platform is going to be the easiest for you to push out a product that you're proud of. You don't have to go and use the workflow that I shared earlier in this podcast. Use the workflow that works for you that's going to be as frictionless as possible. And I think that's the biggest advice that I would give to anybody doing a podcast. You want to create a frictionless podcast, meaning there is nothing, you're not running into anything that's, that's, that's causing you to think twice about actually doing the podcast or yeah. slows down whatever process you're utilizing. Don't make it so difficult. Just do it. If Anchor works for you, then you get your iPhone out, record your thoughts, and ship them. Don't obsess about all this stuff. You don't have to go out and buy a mic and all that. You don't need that. But when you're ready, there's an inexpensive process to get started, and then eventually you can grow from there. So that you don't, I mean, everybody doesn't start out with, you know, Sennheiser microphones and all these, you know, four and $5,000 uh, pieces of audio equipment. People start off with something basic, your, your, Apple, your Apple computer. Because I don't mean, I, you know, I know other people use other Windows-based computers. I don't, I don't 
I don't worry. I mean, you know, so I, I'm, I'm a Mac fanboy, So everything in my ecosystem is, is Apple, Apple, Apple. But part of it is because they make it so easy to create great stuff. Not that, you know, and, and please don't argue with me. I know people will say, oh, but my slate is amazing and all that. That's great. I'm just telling you that out of the box, these computers, this one that I'm on, and I don't know if you're on a Mac or not, but I mean, it just, it just makes it so much easier to create things. And there's so many more apps for the, the type of creative programs that we're talking about that are available for Macs than they are for Windows. And again, this isn't a commercial for Mac or Macintosh or Apple. It's just the reality of what it is. So, but just find the, the, the simplest process for you to create a really good podcast. Because again, and I'll say this, and I'm going to stress it over and over again, the world wants to hear what you have to say. And people just need to be reminded of that. Exactly. Yeah, thank you for that. That is so true. Um, I know that it's very easy to get hung up on some detail and halt the production process. But yeah. no matter what, having a podcast that is out there, even if it's imperfect and at the beginning is always better than not having anything. So Listen, I, I'm my own worst critic. And I think my stuff stinks. And I have people tell me all the time, oh my God, your podcast is amazing. I listened to this and changed, that changed my life. Or I listened to this and this was great. So, you know, I'm like, you know what? Okay. I like that. that it's confirmation for me, but it also gets me out of my own head about second guessing myself. That I just need to continue to put this product out each and every week because somebody out there is waiting and listening. I've had people tell me I'm waiting for 12 o'clock because when 12 o'clock hits on Monday, that new episode drops, and that's what I'm waiting for. So I know people are counting on me. You know, it yeah. would be like if you were watching your favorite show on TV, and it didn't start till 8.07. You'd be like, what the heck, man? Or if it didn't start till 9 o'clock, or if it didn't show up at all the night that you were sitting down on your couch with your family, ready to watch your show. And all of a sudden, oh, this, this show's not coming on tonight. I know it's scheduled for tonight, but it's not coming on tonight. It might be on tomorrow night. Check back later. Yeah. It's the same thing with a podcast. Once you start to get a following, your following will be, I mean, it'd be like for Game of Thrones people. They get this because, you know, Game of Thrones, if Game of Thrones did not come on at eight o'clock in your local area, you would have, a, you would lose your mind. Yeah. I mean, it's just the way it is. It, your podcast is going to be Game of Thrones for somebody. Oh, yeah. So think of it that way. Yeah, I, I, I definitely know what you mean. I mean, I've been, I got it right here. <laughs> right, exactly. And all, all, all back there too, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. So, well, That's thank true. you so much for that. That is yeah, it was my pleasure. advice. And, Lo, before we uh, stop the podcast, um, how can people get in touch with you if they're interested in uh, your, your content? Sure, please. You can follow me on most social media platforms at Randy Wilburn. That's R-A-N-D-Y-W-I-L-B-U-R-N. I'm easy to find. You can also uh, check me out at encouragebuildgrow.com. And the website for this podcast that I was talking about today on this show is, it's all one word, I am northwestarkansas.com. So it's I am northwestarkansas.com. And uh, I'd love to connect with anyone. My email is just randy at encourage, build, grow. And I want to leave you guys with this thought. I learned this from Jim, James Clear from Atomic Habits. I don't know if you read that book or not, but Atomic Habits is a great book for habit 
for creating habits and breaking bad ones. But his, the simple idea is that we, we as individuals need to figure out a way to get, one, get better 1% each day. If we can just focus on 1% improvement every day, by the end of the year, our growth will be exponential. And I think sometimes we, we, we miss out on that because we're so focused on making these giant leaps in our lives uh, and our abilities to do something that overnight we want to wake up and be, you know, from one place we want to be somewhere further down the line. And it doesn't work that way. Every day you wake up, just try to get 1% better. Just that yeah. little incremental change makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, 1% is a lot easier than 100% in a day. Absolutely, absolutely. And trust me, you will get somewhere at the end of the year. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, That was a fantastic interview, and I really appreciate you being on. Yeah, it's my pleasure, man. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Path to Podcast Success. Make sure to head over to ipodcastedit.com check out the show notes and get each episode of the show delivered right to your inbox. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or whichever audio service you use. If you want to continue the conversation or you have a topic you'd like me to discuss on a future episode of the show, please don't hesitate to reach out. Thank you again for tuning in and I'll see you on the next episode as we continue down the path to podcast success.